Alright, welcome back in for another episode of Dynasty Breakdown with Cash. Today's date, Family Day, February 15, 2021. We got a lot to get into today. There's been a lot to happen in the last week since the Super Bowl. <clears throat> uh, we got some big, big, big trade updates. I uh, got to update my keeper predictions, obviously, now as a result of these big trades. Gonna give you guys my top 36 uh, keeper list. And uh, we'll recap what I got right and wrong with the Super Bowl from last week. But uh, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into the trade updates. So, first trade that happened. We had uh, Gambler, McSportball, giving up Melvin Gordon, Aaron Rodgers, and an 8th round draft pick. In exchange, Mr. Delicious gave up a 4th round draft pick. So, Gambler traded away a couple of pieces that uh, he had no intent of keeping. Got a fourth-round draft pick back. Good for him. Uh, Mr. Delicious, definitely in need of keepers. Um, he only had DK Metcalf to go along with Fournette, OBJ, and Mark Andrews. So now he has DK Metcalf, Melvin Gordon, and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why he didn't go after Mahomes or... Somebody better, but that is the that's the delicious way. Uh, bring up the rear. So, uh, for Gambler, excellent maneuver because there's running out of he was running out of uh, buyers, and uh, being a seller, he got something for something that he had no interest in keeping. So, good job, Gambler, Mister Delicious. Good luck. Sure. Uh, the next big move we had. Uh, Cash money, myself. I was able to move Aaron Jones along with a 15th and a 16th round draft pick to he be here for a second and a fourth. Well, I'm very pleased to uh, be able to re recoup some draft capital with a second and fourth rounder, considering I gave up a first and a third for Jones. Um, got rid of a 15th and 16th. I had way too many keepers. Aaron Jones, bonafide keeper. I think it's a good move by he be here. Maybe could have got him a little cheaper if he tried to negotiate, but never bothered negotiating with me. Text me five minutes before the Super Bowl was starting. I accepted your offer. All right, cool, excellent. So, you know, now he be here. Looks like he could be set for keepers. He got Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and he's got Amari Cooper. Could maybe do with better with Amari Cooper, but a lot, a lot of people like him a lot more than I do. I'm not big on Amari Cooper, but... Definitely, I could see somebody keeping him as a keeper, especially with the types of moves that guys do in this pool. You know, and losing Aaron Jones for me, fantastic. I'm still left with uh, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, George Kittle, Kenny Galladay, Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Allen for your quarterback lovers, A.J. Dillon. Uh, yeah, I've I've got guys that I can still move, but I we're running out of uh, we're running out of buyers, and uh, I don't have. The best guys that are available still on the market. And um, so to add to this, we uh, had a trade this morning, which kind of totally 
threw off a couple of things I was going to talk about in this podcast, but let's, uh, let's change on the fly. We had a big one today with uh, Mile High and Cat Scratch Fever. Cat Scratch was able to get rid of Stefan Diggs in exchange for a second and a fourth. Uh, I don't have the notes in front of me, unfortunately, as to what... As to what Mile High gave back as far as picks. But uh, regardless, I think it was a pretty good move by both guys. I think uh, Mile High maybe overspent a little bit. Just because of the buyers and sellers that there were in the market. Uh, Stefan Diggs, definitely uh, definitely worth the uh, the second and fourth round pick though to, to add him as a keeper. So... He's uh he's looking pretty solid now. He be here a uh, mile high guy with as far as his keepers are concerned. He's got Cam Akers, uh, Stefan Diggs. He's got DeAndre Swift. He's got Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk. I don't. He's not gonna keep Ayuk. That's somebody I might end up drafting in the second round. That could be interesting. But uh, he's got he's got some he's got some keepers and he's got some choices uh, depending on what happens here. But. Um, Cat Scratch, he's looking better now too with Zeke, Adams, and Kelsey. He was able to get rid of Diggs, so the only other tradable asset I could see that he might have is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the number one overall pick from last year's draft. Coveted number one overall picks. Guys go decades in this pool without getting a number one overall pick, and uh, you can probably get this guy for a 12th round pick if you want. But uh, hey, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know, man. Cat Scratch finished better than me. He was second place, so... Maybe Clyde's a keeper and uh, he flipped Zeke or something. I don't know. We'll see. Problem is, for anybody who's looking to flip anybody, especially, come on, you're running out of buyers. Um, the way I see it, the only buyers we got is uh, Well Hungarians. He's got his two keepers in Saquon and uh, Miles Sanders. Um, he made a post on the site saying he, uh, the number one overall pick in this year's draft is up for grabs. Um, but I don't know really what... Well, Hungarians would want to get in return for the number one overall pick. Unless you're getting Travis Kelsey, maybe Darren Waller. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. What wide receiver is worth the number one overall pick in the draft? DeAndre Hopkins? Julio Jones? On, Robinson? Not in my opinion. That's my opinion. Hey, what do I know? You know, just a guy that does research and tries to figure out the best strategy to maximize my chances of winning. So if that's the case, he's looking for, you know, probably a tight end or a wide receiver. Could could get Waller. That's probably Kaman's big move to make right now. Or, you know, try and get, get a deal done with Hopkins. Or Julio or Robinson or something. Uh, problem is, he's also got Eckler and Dalvin Cook. Like, he has too many quality guys that aren't going to be keepers and he doesn't really have many guys left to sell them to you know cat scratch i had him down on the sellers list but now he's out with digs gone you know he's only got clyde left gambler i got down as a possible seller he's got tyree kill derrick henry patrick mahomes and terry mclaurin maybe you can find a buyer for mclaurin or mahomes um, and then me, I'd still love to move Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Oh my God. Last year's MVP guys were losing their fucking minds that I got him for a sixth round pick. Hey man, I'll trade him to you now for a 10th round pick. How about that? 10th round pick for last year's MVP. No, 
didn't fucking think so. Next time you guys want to fucking bitch so much that you fucking make people pissed off, fuck yourself. That's what cash money has to say. Go fuck yourself. Because fucking, apparently your trade analysis is not that fucking good if you're fucking spazzing that I only paid a sixth rounder and, what, you thought I should have fucking paid more for a guy who's playing like shit? Go fuck yourself. That's how I feel about that. Anyways, back to our buyers. We got well Hungarians. I already went over. Who else is a buyer? Maybe Mr. Delicious, who just, I don't know, maybe acquired two keepers in his mind? You know, he's got Melvin Gordon and DK Metcalf, but I don't know, unless he's keeping Aaron Rodgers, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham Jr., Mark Andrews, he could potentially be in the market to get one of these guys on the cheap, because that's what you're getting them for now. It's cheap. That's why I wanted to move Aaron Jones or James Robinson or somebody early so I wasn't stuck where there's only one buyer and three sellers and now I got to trade Aaron Jones for an eighth round pick because that's the best I can get but hey you know top dog maybe he's a buyer even though he's got Chubb and already traded for Jacobs maybe he's in the market for Darren Waller or a wideout but what are you paying for these guys and then I also had Mile High down as a possible buyer which clearly this morning he was a buyer so uh I don't know He's got now Akers and Swift, and he's got um, Diggs and Mike Evans. So he might be looking at keeping the two wideouts and putting one of the young running backs back in the draft. Or maybe Mike Evans is going to go back into the draft just because of his sheer inconsistency. But regardless, there's one less buyer. So come on, you got some work to do, man. If you're wanting to move Eckler, Hopkins, Julio, Robinson, somebody... You're running out of teams to take them, you know? So, but we do have a lot of shit to shake down over uh, over the rest of the offseason. We have a free agency coming up in just over a month. We're going to have the draft. Uh, once guys are finding new homes and shake things out a bit, we'll, uh, we'll have a much better idea of where guys are going. Um, as far as my top 36 moving into next year. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward list. The overall order isn't of the utmost important. The idea is, is where are your keepers? You should have all three of your keepers within the top 36. And uh, we don't have all of our keepers within the top 36. So clearly, there's going to be guys available within the top 36 that are going to be available at the draft. Enough babbling. Let me get into the top 36. At number one, I have Travis Kelsey. Premium position, premium player, number one on my books. You got, uh, rounding out the top five, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Tyree Kill, and Derrick Henry. Rest of the top ten, Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs, George Kittle, Devontae Adams, and Ezekiel Elliott. Into the next group of ten, 11 through 20, we got I got Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, Nick Chubb, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Patrick Mahomes, and Terry McLaurin, rounding out the top 20. In my opinion, these guys should all be keepers. They're in the top 20. Uh, now we're going to move from 20 to 25. We got 21, DeAndre Hopkins, 22, Calvin Ridley, 23, Justin Jefferson, 24, Austin Eckler, 25, DK Metcalf. I think, once again, pretty straightforward. These guys should be kept. Once you get outside the top 25, I guess this is where maybe a difference of opinion can occur. Um, but let's run through 26 through 36. 26, Cam Akers. 
27, Amari Cooper. 28, Michael Thomas. 29, Antonio Gibson. Number 30, Miles Sanders. 31, J.K. Dobbins. 32, David Montgomery. 33, Chris Godwin. 34, Josh Jacobs. 35, DeAndre Swift. And rounding out my top 36, Melvin Gordon. So, he traded for a top 36 player. Perfect. Number 36. Why wouldn't you go for somebody in the top 20, bro? That would be delicious. But, hey, fuck. Guess not. So, just to keep in mind, guys that I'm looking at that didn't make my top 36, that maybe you guys are like, hey, man, this guy's top 36. He's a keeper. Hello. I don't know. We got Robinson, Galladay, Evans, Fuller, Ayuk, maybe Robert Woods now. Uh, with the trade of Stafford to LA, maybe these guys are, somebody thinks they're keepers. If not, they're going to be available in the first, second, third round. You know, that also leaves Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Joe Mixon, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson. Not Kyler Murray because it looks and sounds like Rain Man's going to keep Kyler Murray. So, you know, it's, that's my top 36. Keep in mind, this is pre-draft, pre-free agency. This list is going to change. Not a ton in the top, probably 20, but in the bottom 16, definitely things can change depending on where some of these free agents land, like Robinson, Godwin, Galladay, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, Chris Carson. These, these guys are going to have effect on the fantasy landscape moving into 2021. So we're going to keep an eye on this shit. Um, moving forward, uh, for the YouTube side of things, that's going to wrap it up for part one of this episode for part two, click on over to the next one while I get into my Super Bowl recap and, um, some more shit talking, let you know what's uh, coming up in the future. Thank you very much. Everyone else listening, just let's keep rocking. <laughs> All right. Welcome back into uh, part two of this episode. Um, so we just went over our top 36 fantasy keepers for 2021. Let me just uh, kind of round all that up for you because uh, we ran out of time there on the YouTube side. So out of my 36 keepers, I got one quarterback, three tight ends, 19 running backs, and 13 wide receivers. Now, obviously, these are not going to be the 36 guys that are kept because guys are going to be outside my top 36 that guys are going to end up keeping. So what does that mean? That means there's guys in my top 36 that will be available come draft day. And we know they're probably not going to go first or second overall because those spots are going to probably belong to rookie running backs that could end up being God. You never know. Like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he, he could have been God. He was a pass-catching back that was drafted to the Super Bowl champs who had their number one running back opt out. You know, guys aren't going to pass on the top rookie running backs. So who in my top 36 will be available on draft day, by the way things look now, on February 15th? I got my guy, Keenan Allen, 15th overall. He's going to be there on draft day because I doubt anyone's going to trade me for him. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's the number 20th ranked player. I doubt anyone's going to trade for him either. Uh, Austin Eckler, 24th overall. Don't think he's going to be picked up by anybody. He'll be back in the draft. Chris Godwin at 33. He's going to be going back into the draft. Now, out of these four guys, maybe Delicious or Top Dog or somebody makes a trade. Well, Hung's going to add one of these guys, I'm sure. 
Um, my guess would maybe be one of the top guys. Like, uh, top guys. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he goes after the wideout from Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins, and then uh, Eckler ends up being kept by come on or something. But either way, there will be a couple guys in my top 36 that are going to be available on draft day, let alone the guys that I mentioned in the first part of this episode that are outside my top 36 who are all still pretty good players. And keep in mind, I didn't include any rookie in my rankings. So once they get drafted, once you see where their spots are, free agency shakes out, uh, my top 36 will change. So, you know, stay tuned for how, how that breaks down. Uh, let me just... Uh, Give some more information on something that I should have had prepared for the first part of this episode. Uh, the one trade that I was talking about. Mile High giving up a second and a fourth round draft pick to Cat Scratch in exchange for Diggs. An 11th and a 14th round pick. So pretty good by uh, Mile High there to give up an 11th and a 14th and not have to give back like a, a 6th or an 8th or something like that. I don't know, man. Those middle round draft picks, they're not that valuable. But obviously you'd always rather have better picks in your pocket than in your opponent's pocket but um that's neither here nor there uh let me get into something here now this is a received my first email from a listener and um it made me laugh because uh either this is a new a new watcher and if it is welcome in and if it isn't i've got guys creating burner accounts because they don't want to know they don't want me to know who who's emailing me so, my first email from a listener, this is what it reads. Hey, Cash, love the show, man. I hope you keep making them and look forward to the top 36 keepers. From Mason Garrett. I personally don't know anybody named Mason Garrett, but thank you for the email, and um, I hope you enjoyed the top 36, and uh, hopefully I will keep making these podcasts. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's get into some Super Bowl recap. So, for all of you that watched my last show, I was trying to give some props advice, DFS lineups. I did, you know, forewarn you, it was my first ever DFS lineup. And, of course, it didn't fare so well. So, that's okay, because that's what happens when you gamble. As far as my prop bets that I was telling you guys about last week, how did I do? Record-wise, not fucking good at all, man. I was like 5-17 on the Super Bowl. That's atrocious. But, but, I made money all around. I didn't lose money going 5 and 17. Like, how is that possible? Because a lot of this shit, I just wanted to sprinkle for fun. Putting in very small bets. And the, the couple of bets that I really, really liked, I fucking hammered hard. And we made money. So, I'd rather start with uh, the good news. What did I get right? Well, in my uh, OPP section, the obvious prop picks, hmm, not so fucking obvious. I went one for four. The only one I got right was Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. The three I got wrong, Kelsey to score a touchdown, Mahomes to throw over two and a half touchdowns, and Mahomes for Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> That's the funny one to me, the Mahomes Super Bowl MVP. But I did, I did recommend it as what seemed to be an obvious prop play for a team that just couldn't fucking lose. Well, they fucking lost, so that bet didn't cash. My small dogs that I gave you from plus 100 to plus 150. That's where, you know, I caught a few, and uh, that's where my favorite bet of the fucking weekend was. I had uh, Patty Mahomes 
over four and a half rush attempts, he sealed the deal when he took that knee going into the first half. So at halftime, I cashed my biggest bet of the Super Bowl, and uh, I knew it was going to be a decent day at the very least. Uh, I also cashed Patrick Mahomes over half of an interception. Um, Tom Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, first reception over 11 and a half yards. Those all cashed. And, uh, you know, my overall game pick, I score wasn't close to what I predicted, but I predicted Tampa Bay 33-31 with Tom Brady being your Super Bowl MVP. That's about the extent of what I got right. Other than that, it was a lot of shit that didn't go as, as I thought. Brady over pass attempts? Nope. Over, Brady over completions? Nope. Brady over half a rush yard? Nope. Um, Kansas City plus three and a half over 50 and a half? Nope. Tyron Matthew over one and a half assists over three and a half tackles? Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes over 49 yard completion? Nope. Mahomes over 374 passing yards? Nope. Kelsey, first TD of the game, last TD of the game, any TD in the fucking game? No. Uh, I also didn't give you guys this one, but I'll even tell you another pick that I got wrong that I put on the game. I had under six and a half punt attempts. Wrong. Um, over second half. Wrong. Like, but they, they were sprinkle bets. I, I laid off tails this year, which... Once again, didn't come in in his head, so that would have been another small bet that I lost. But I, I stayed away from that because I found enough other different ways that I could lose some money here. But bottom line, the ones I liked, I hit hard, cashed it, cash in the pocket. I hope all of you ended up putting some cash in your pocket too, watching Tom Brady put on ring number seven. Okay, um... I think that's going to do it basically for today's episode. Let me, uh, you know what? Let me get into my thought of the day first. Obviously, obviously. My thought of the day. And actually, I want to just bring this up quick too. For anybody who watched my Super Bowl special, um, I gave you a thought of the day that day. Did anybody see that thought of the day on the Super Bowl coverage being spoken by Vince Lombardi in the pregame? I thought that was fucking dope, man. I don't know if somebody at NFL Networks may be watching... Uh, Watching the podcast and they're like, shit, man, Cashman's got the fucking thought of the day. We need to get this into the Super Bowl. Maybe that's where the Mason Garrett email came from. Who knows? But I thought that was really cool that my thought of the day was shared by the NFL on uh, their pregame for the Super Bowl. Pretty dope. Today's thought of the day kind of can be dedicated to Patrick Mahomes if we want. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Kid's got a bright future. He's already got uh, as many rings as Aaron Rodgers, Trent Dilfer. You know, he's halfway to Eli Manning. Um, Mahomes, you got, a, you got a future, kid. And even if you don't, you got half a billion dollars coming your way. So <laughs> I ain't feeling too sorry for you. Um, but now that we've got a lot of the trade shit out of the way in, our, uh, in, my, in my pool anyways... Um, I think I'm going to probably be limiting, limiting it to one to two podcasts a week, hopefully, um, so I can get you guys ready for the draft, get you guys ready for free agency, keep you guys updated on uh, what's changing throughout the offseason, and uh, get everybody as ready as possible for the 2021 season, but we are in the offseason. There are some guys that, you know, as soon as week 16, 17 is over, 
they're not clicking back on the site until somebody texts them in August that they should get on the site to, you know, come to the draft maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, hey, if that's that's what you like, you like that? Cool, man. Have, have a fun off season and uh, good luck at the draft next year. For the rest of us, for Cash, I'll be back, uh, if not by the end of this week, uh, first thing uh, next week again. And uh, we're going to have some fun with some episodes coming up that we have a, a little bit of a lull period here before we get into free agency, which is about a month away. So I think uh, next, uh, next episode, I think I'm going to get into breaking down trades from this year and uh, people's reactions to them at the time versus how they turned out now and um, make fun of some people because... Some guys made some fucking terrible trades this year, and I think my name might be at the top of the list for terrible trades this year. But hey, what can you do, man? When you're going for a championship, you don't always make the right moves. But you know what? Some guys are too chicken shit and would rather fucking ride what they drafted all the way to the end and say, hey, man, I'm a good drafter. The team I drafted is good enough to get me there. I I I'm going to win a ring. Nah, man. Nah, it, it always takes adjustments. We had a guy this year with the number one overall pick in our draft who had Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, and the number one overall pick in our draft. And he ended up drafting Diggs in like the second or third round or some shit and still didn't win the fucking pool, man. You need to make moves. Like, that's, that's what it's about. Look at, the, look at come on this year, how he won, the team he had that he won with. He, he got Kirk Cousins for like, a 22nd round draft pick. And we only draft 16 rounds. But nobody barked about that. But you know what? I'm going to leave that for next episode. Uh, when I get into my trade breakdown. And maybe turn up the shit talking a little bit. I, I feel I've been a little uh, little passive these first uh, few episodes. While I try and get my feet wet. But uh, I don't know. Maybe next episode I'll get my dick wet. And fucking spray it all up in your bitches faces. As for uh, the rest of it. Hope you guys enjoy the show. You got any comments, questions, criticisms, you want to talk some shit back to me, send me a fucking email. I don't care. I'll read it live on the air telling you, telling everybody how much you think I suck and suck big fucking dicks. Like, that's fine. I don't mind. I'm here to laugh at you, laugh at me, and uh, enjoy ourselves. Till next time, folks. Gosh, man here. Everybody, stay safe. Cash moves everything around me. Crank get the money. Dollar dollar.